introduce. Let me. We haven't. I haven't introduced our guest properly, man. Since you know him already, apparently. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you know this. Yeah, at this point, you have to mention my good looks too. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Is he waiting? Otherwise, I'm no, like, you were waiting the whole time. Waiting the whole time. He's like giving compliments, and you're just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm in the right room at this point. <laughs> hey, yeah. Make sure you get good angles on him. You know, what I mean? you know, you know, the light, this light, you get the good light. Don't forget the jawline too, brother. <laughs> Some detail. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. Now this will. You know what? Let me just let me just shut up and just. Yeah, I tell me you look like you're about to read a whole paragraph. Shut bro. up and drive, drive, <laughs> drive. Let's get it. I need you guys to all be have quiet. A dream and Hold a goal on. And I need an you guys idea. to all be quiet, please. When you have a dream and a goal and an idea, what tends to happen is that you have a vision, but you don't know how you're going to achieve it. You don't know who's going to be there. You don't know how you're going to get there. But you have a vision and you still want to do something and make it happen. And that's the same vision that I had when I first had a dream of becoming an inspirational speaker. And the reason why I had that dream was, yes, I had a speech impediment. Yes, I was going through a lot. But at that time, unfortunately, the situations in my family wasn't the best. And being the eldest at home at that time, I wanted to inspire my little siblings to follow their dream. And because of that, since I didn't know what to do, I was like, maybe, I can make these videos and upload them on YouTube or do something like that. Because at that time, anyone who my siblings saw on YouTube, to them, was a superstar. And I was like, as long as I can take the attention of my siblings away from everything that's happening and focus it on them following their dream, then maybe I may be able to help them out. And as a result, we decided to make my first motivational video in the bathroom. It took us more than two hours and even uploading it on YouTube took us longer than that. But we had a sense of stick to the perseverance of going towards a goal and sticking to it. And because of that, we continued making the video every single week for more than three years. And I started showcasing my own dream. Yeah, I hope we have the rights to play this. You know, can you clear that, please, later? My face is the right. To go to local school. You are handsome, very handsome. And from there on, I started getting invited to go to different areas. And before I knew it, I started getting invited to travel internationally. And I remember there was even a time when I went to China. And even when I was over there, I continued showcasing my own journey. I continued recording that journey. And one thing I realized was that it wasn't so much my speech that was inspiring people. But what was inspiring people was the fact that they were able to see where I started, where I had gone, and where I was going to go. And the fact that I was taking them on the journey was the thing which had a lot of impact in their life. And because I continued showcasing my journey, I continued recording it, there was a time I got invited to represent Australia at the United Nations headquarters in New York. And when I had that opportunity, I was speechless because I am a kid who was born in a refugee camp. And when my family came to Australia, I couldn't speak English. I didn't know a lot of things. So by me showcasing my own journey and getting from where I was to representing Australia at the UN headquarters and taking people along the mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. What's it like? Um, yeah. Oh yeah, come on. What's it like getting up on stage and and talking to people? Like, how was the first time doing that, and how do you feel about doing it? Like, is is it? Yeah, I would say where I am now, the stage is my home. Oh wow! 
Hey, yo, hold up, hold up, hold up. Huh? 100%. That's a wow, bro. That's wow, yeah. That's a wow. And this is the crazy thing, okay? For the last three to four years, I haven't prepared any speech that I did on the stage. Oh, wow. It's that natural? That is? That is. That is. Uh, and and it's, it's interesting because um um at time you, you mentioned that when I was back in school I was a very quiet kid yeah. you know I was just making jokes here and there you know um to make people laugh and then disappear and whatnot but I was very insecure because not only you know obviously English is in my first language yeah. like some of us but at the same time I had a speech impediment where I couldn't say my own name you know now people know me as Dokofore. but my I other know you as Fred yeah sorry. my other name is Fred yes and my speech impediment also meant that. I couldn't pronounce certain letters, meaning I couldn't even say my own name. Which letters? I couldn't say Fred. I couldn't say, um, I couldn't pronounce the letter R and a couple of other ones. So whenever I used to say my name, I would say Fred, Fred. You know, and looking at Atem's yeah, face, he's like, that's probably how you remember me sounding. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. And as a result, um, when I first got on stage, it's it was one of those things where my heart was in the right place, but my skill set wasn't. And when your heart is in the right place and your skill set isn't, it, it doesn't feel congruent. You know, I want to be here, but my skill set didn't allow me to be. I felt very insecure, even though that I knew in the back of my mind, you know, this is something that I wanted to do. And like I mentioned in the video, I genuinely wanted to do it because I wanted to, I wanted to inspire my little siblings. Yeah. Because at that time, I didn't know what else I could do. And YouTube for them was the world. And I'm like, maybe by putting the videos up there, I can watch my own videos and I can see what words I was mispronouncing and I can start working on those specific letters and I can, you know, like work on, work on why I was stuttering or why I was mispronouncing certain words or why I was elongating my words and things like that. And I ended up overcoming that. You're trying to learn how to communicate better. That, that's, yeah, that, literally, that a, literally. And that's, that's why the question, you know, the first question that um, you asked about the power of language, I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> That's it's, it's so on point, mm. and it's I, you didn't know he was coming here today, right? No. It's, so for you to ask that question, you know, what an <laughs> hour ago, two hours, three hours ago, and yeah, for you to just years. explain what we pretty much started this for, like I I, I wanted to do this to get better at communicating, mm. and looking back at it is you know watching it, it's actually it's 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 cool, but it's very humbling as well. And most people don't most people. Don't, most people underestimate how challenging it is to be in front of a camera yeah. and actually make, let's say, even a two-minute video. It's, it's freaking challenging. When I made my first video, it took us two hours. And I'm just like, how, how, am I, how am I supposed to say this word? Am I saying it the right way? You know, is the camera, you know, in the right angle? And your mind just goes blank. It's, it's, it's fascinating, actually. Well, can I tell you a story? Years ago, years ago, when you had started... I was one of the first few subscribers, just to say. And I remember sending you a message. I still have the message. I was like, yo, and I feel like an idiot after this message, man. To summarize it, I don't know. Okay, just I want to summarize it. I was basically saying, um, hey, man, that's, oh, man. Okay, I was like, that's awesome. You got to go to Thailand. I like the videos. Um, and then I was like, one advice is be passionate, bro. Make the audience believe you, but good shit, bro. And and the more you do it, the better you'll get. When I read this back before I called you, mm -hmm. I felt like a freaking idiot. I'm like, what the hell do I know about doing that? 
to be telling someone, yo, you should be more passionate. Uh, you should be more passionate about it so that could come across. Like, no, but I you feel know- like an idiot messaging that at that time. This is 20, this is, this is 2016. Um, but at the time, one thing I would say is, <coughs> you know what it means to be passionate about something. Yeah. You know, and I feel like all of um, the individuals, for example, when we were talking about the top five at St. James, and we were talking, you know, you guys were mentioning some of the names of the individuals who are having, I don't know. One thing I realized is that those individuals, talented, talent is one thing, but just seeing even the team at St. James, the basketball team, those, those guys, they, they were very passionate about what they do. You know, you can just see it in their eyes. Mm. And, and that translates, you know, like when you're passionate about something, that translates into different things. You can see if someone is passionate about what they're doing. You know, because I think person is a language which we all universally understand. Mm. It doesn't matter, you know, um, if you're versing a, a basketball team from China and, you know, you cannot communicate with them, but you can see in their eyes if these people actually want to win. Yeah. And that's something that we can't, it's tacit, you know, we, we cannot verbally communicate it, but we can see it. And I feel like um, looking, looking at that message, you, you knew um, what it meant to be passionate mm. and you, you sent it out of good intent. I hope, uh, yeah, it was at a good intent, but it's like, you don't know what you're saying. With that. But that, don't forget, that was about seven years ago now, and me, me, me hearing that at that time, that's, you, 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 might, you, may, you may have not known, but it meant a lot, man. Because don't forget, I made my first video in the bathroom, yeah. and that video got three views, and they were all for my siblings. And now to, to have other people watching it, or to, you know, to see you, you know, watching it, and actually not just watch it, but to actually reach out and send me a message. It's like, yeah. oh, wow. You know, it's, 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 a big, it's, it's a big thing, man. Yeah, don't, don't feel like an idiot, man. At that time, it was something I really needed. And it's one of those things that got me to be consistent. Yeah. And people like you and other individuals who send me messages and things like that, because I've been doing this for now eight years at time. Mm. That's a long time. That's a while. Yeah. That is well, a while. You're, you're, the way you speak is really good now. Oh, thank you. And I don't know how you spoke before, but you know, by the way you speak and the way you carry yourself, you can tell that you're you are practice what you preach. And, and I'm also very good looking, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so don't forget that. Yeah, see how Rego's looking at you. He's resting his head, just gazing <laughs> at you. I'm falling in love. Rego, just listen to you speak and smile. And That's why I put gaze. him across, you know, so he can. That's direct, cool. That's direct, really cool. Strong contact. connection right now. <laughs> that is uh, awesome. But I, I want to talk about before all this started. Let's I played. Go. I played a different speaker before this mm-hmm. to challenge you because <laughs> he's one of the greatest speakers. It was El, it was Eric yeah, Thomas, yeah, yeah. and he was talking about how Batman. You probably seen this video, uh, Eric. You know Eric Thomas. I know Eric Thomas. Yeah, your competition. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I met him actually twice. That is. Yeah, and I I looked him in the eyes. I said, Eric, I'm gonna I'm gonna overtake you. Wow. Yeah. Is Eric I, Thomas? Eric Thomas is uh, a motivational speaker. Do I explain or you want to explain him? Um, yeah, he's, he's one of um, probably the best motivational speaker in the world at the moment. Um, what do you call it? Another individual who does a very similar thing is um, Tony Robbins. But I feel like Tony Robbins is more focused on the business aspect of things now. Um, but Eric Thomas is just a pure dog. He's like, he, he's, yelling at, he's yelling at people. He's excited. It's like, you, you have to, yeah, he's, he's, He's up there when it comes to getting people to take action. Mm-hmm. And he's a motivational speaker um, who was born in Detroit, Michigan, in the U.S. And he's been doing what he's doing for, yeah, for the last 30 years now. 
Yeah. And a lot of um the kids in St. James actually um that's why I'm very surprised that you don't know about him but a lot of the kids in St. James when it comes to um let's say listening to motivational speeches and things like that Hell yeah. most often most often um uh, one out of two of the motivational videos or the compilation it somewhat has Eric Thomas in it. So yeah. There was a the really the one he popped off was how bad do you want it? I don't know if you Oh, that guy who said you know if, how, if, you know the how bad do you want knows it. Who he is. If he yeah, if he saw a video he'd be like oh I know this dude. Okay, yeah, if he, he saw a video, you would know him. He said, "If you want to succeed as bad as you want yeah, to breathe, look at Eric Thomas, then yeah. you'll be successful." Yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll, then be, you'll successful. be successful. That's like the boom. Um, yeah. So I played him, and he talked about how Bane was so strong. You want me to switch it up? Because because he was. What is it? What's the line? No, I was born in the darkness, right? <laughs> it was like I was, I, 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 was, I was born in the dark. I, I was nurtured in the dark, yeah. you know. And he's saying some of you were born in the dark, but now you've gone soft. You've gone soft. You know, it's like you, you don't want it as bad as you want. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you know, yeah, yeah. I should have came more prepared. But having a speech impediment, bro. Before even coming here, I know there's a a darkness behind that. There has to be behind that passion. I know there's a darkness from that. Uh, speech impediment that 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 lack of to other people that yes. speak I, on that. Do I you, can, by the way, do you know that I got expelled? You got expelled from where? From Woodridge. No lie. One hundred percent. And then St James accepted you. One hundred percent. Except everyone, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't someone else here get? Did anyone else here get? Expelled? Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Who no, knows? But you know, talking talking about um the darkness, right? Um. Since since I had the speech impediment and being a high school kid, the one word that I needed to know was my name. And I, I remember even back in those days, it it was so challenging for me to talk to girls because even if I do, it, it, sooner or later they will ask for my name, mm. and and I can't say my own name properly. Mm. And being being a high school kid, you know, um, that, that's one of yeah, as as a guy, so, yeah, yeah a when you like a girl and then you actually getting the courage to go and talk to them in itself is one thing. But to actually, you know, like, um, but for you to not be able to say your name when they ask for it, yeah, it's that, it, that would hurt. It, it wasn't the best for my confidence. Did you go home curled up, crying in your bed? You never done that before? Or is that just personal? You never know. No, I just, I, I just keep telling telling them that I'll tell my name later. Hey, okay. okay. <laughs> and then never like, they'll yeah, be screaming it. Oh, sorry, huh? say, and then never told them, huh? <laughs> never told them. They just don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so go on that. What? 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 came from that no absolutely so what happened was um you know ca- coming from a different country going to the different culture shock and learning the language is one thing to learn another, another language you know and then when you learn the language and then you realize that in the back of your mind you can speak it mm. but when you're verbally speaking it out loud it's not coming across how how you intend it to be yeah. and the people are not understanding it as how it should be and also coming from a different culture what happened is that some some of my teachers thought that I was very dumb, mainly because I couldn't speak properly. Mm. In a sense where, in a sense where, I'm not quite sure if they realized that it was a speech impediment. They would have just thought that I was a slow learner or something. You along couldn't that. say it. You couldn't say I it couldn't too. Say I have it. a speech impediment. At that <laughs> time, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. You know, it's just um, I didn't even know what a speech therapist was. Uh-huh. Yeah, it just there are certain certain environments where you don't have access to a lot of different things. Yeah. Where if you don't know, and this is going back to um. Um, the question: The power of language. If you don't know, if you don't know certain words, 
you can't really describe how you feel or you can't describe that thing. Like since I didn't know I had a speech impediment, I couldn't really say I had this, you know? And if you can't communicate it, you just don't know. And by learning a new word, by learning, you know, like new new form of, you know, understanding, you end up communicating and and executing, you know, your um, your vocal like you you end up vocalizing your thoughts better. Mm. Yeah, and as a result um I got bullied for how I was talking and I was an easy target, young short kid, yeah. still good looking at that time of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. And it got to the point where I was still hard-headed. Um if um you just you knew that, but I was very hard-headed to the point where if people wanted to bully me, I didn't back down. I was always fighting back. I was always, you know, I'm um, defending myself and sometimes I would even start a fight. To begin with, I was just a hard-headed kid to the point where even at St. James, I started, um, I think I got on a lot of people's nerves, including Sebit. I don't Sebit. remember this. I don't remember you getting on anyone's nerves. No, because you guys were a bit senior. and Yeah, yeah but um, I got on um, a couple of people's nerves, including Sebit. Mm-hmm. And there was a time where Sebit and I were, I, I would like to think that we were going to fight, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, this guy's going to beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> And then John, John Taban, who happens to be my cousin, Taban, exactly. he, he, he ended Taban. up standing up for me, you know, like he's like, no, he's what, Sorry, one of the top five talented as well. All right, go ahead. Yeah, one of the top five. <laughs> one of the top five. Yeah, and you know, in St. James, John would stand up for me and, you know, defend me and all of those things. And he knew everyone. So um, as a result, um, just because of him, I was cool with everyone. Yeah. But in Woodridge, what happened was there were some individuals who targeted me. And since I never backed down, what happened was there was a time when I got in a fight at the ending of the schooling year, in year 10. And what happened was, um, he, I, I ended up tripping this kid to the point where he came and we started fighting. And as a result, I ended up doing a Superman punch on him. Hey. And I ended up um, fracturing my hand. I had to go and get a cast. And he had to go and get um, some stitches around his eye. And people are like, how the hell do you get expelled from Woodridge? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> they were like, it's, it's the lowest, one of the lowest socioeconomic schools in Queensland. When other people get expelled from their school, the last result they have is Woodridge. And that's what it took for me to get sent away from Woodridge. But luckily, luckily, what happened was... There was one school less. One school. <laughs> one school lower than Woodridge. <laughs> okay. Just one. And it's, it's interesting how I got to St. James because after that, Tui, I think um, she was um, training Tui. some athletic individuals. Yep. She... She ended up connecting Bonnie Barasa to Bonnie and Adam to St. James College. And they were going for um, an interview, um, I think, two days after I got expelled. And since I didn't have school and we used to all hang out together, we were like, you know what, let's all go to um, the school together. Because after that, we can just chill in South Bank. Because if you're if you're a kid getting expelled from Woodridge, you can hang out. Anything to the anything to do with the city is exciting. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's freaking exciting. So we decided to go to um this guy's interview together. And when we went in the interview rooms, um, when Bonnie was called to go into the interview, the three of us all decided to walk in. And the interview was they had about three um they had one person on their list, and now there was three black kids standing in front of them. And I feel like they're too polite. Uh, they didn't know how to send uh, me and Adam out properly. <laughs> so they were like, are the two of you guys getting a scholarship too? And me and Adam, we didn't know what to say. And Bonnie's like, oh, yes, that's fast as me. We, they should all, you know, we all run together. They should get a scholarship too. And we were all like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's how I ended up um, getting to St. James on a scholarship, actually. You finessed your yeah. way into St. So James. I went from getting expelled from Woodridge. Kieran is like, if I knew this back then, 
<laughs> you know him? You still know, you know him, right? Okay, good, good. Just, just making sure. Just making sure. But, Damn, but that's yeah, cool. that's um even you know me me getting sent away from Woodridge, it was it, it goes back to my speech impediment. It was one of the reasons why um why I was bullied because I couldn't really communicate and even say like just tell people even if I told them to stop, it's like the way how I would talk is it sounds different. You know, even when um even when we went to St. James, what happened was um, whenever people asked for my name, I would say Fred, Fred. And then they'll be like, what? And Adam and Bonnie would be like, oh, no, 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 his name is Fred. Mm. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah. And then they'll look at me, it's like, yeah, yeah. what the hell is wrong with this guy? But you know what's crazy? We've been talking about communication a lot. And I feel like that anger, that thing to fight that you had, a lot of kids are going through that without speech impediments. Mm. A lot of the kids that end up in in gangs or whatever in violent lifestyles is because they just don't even know how to say how they feel about things. They don't. They're not communicating at home. It's it's not about the saying. It's the being comfortable enough to even communicate certain things. Uh, and when you don't know the right words, what happens is sometimes you end up becoming agitated. Yeah. And when you're agitated, you end up reacting physically. You know, it's like right, right. yeah, that's. Yeah, that's really what happens. If you don't know the right words for certain things, um, you just try to communicate through your body language. And when you don't know the right words, you become angry quickly because yeah. your people don't understand you easily. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think about that, man? It's an amazing story. You never had to go to a different, anything similar to going to a different place where you can't communicate with people? Anything kind of similar to that? I think... Like, uh, Similar to like fitting in. Like if I, if I go back to Serbia, I don't feel like I fit in there because mm. if I have accent, it's kind of like what Deng was saying. It's like you know, like, like you, it you feels like home, that. but at the same time, it's not the same. Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty cool story about uh, overcoming your biggest issue, and then now you're teaching people how to overcome too. I think it's pretty dope. How crazy is that? Your deficiency to everyone else became your superpower. Yeah. And I, I get paid good money with it too. Hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, any hey. schools want to reach out? I, I will come motivate you guys too. Right? What's, what's, what price can I set? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> 10000 I want to go back to my old primary school actually. And, uh, yo, Sunny Ben Kill, State High School, holla at me because I would love to do that. Do I go back to my primary school and just. I, I tell them what a rich success I am now. <laughs> so la- last year I got invited to go back and speak in Woodridge, right? Oh, yeah, and 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 what the kids was the kids were so excited, you know, like they they were so excited, and then um yeah, I think one of the teachers told me um they were like the cool. Make, make sure you say the good things about wood. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Not that it's the lowest <laughs> school. <laughs> no, no, and the, the truth is the school has come a long way. Yeah. You know, the school has come a long way. And even back then, I didn't really know any better. Mm. And I was also very reactive, mainly because I wasn't, um, I wasn't able to elocute my, you know, like my, my thoughts um, to, to where I can actually, you know, talk and vocalize what I'm thinking. Yeah, and as a result, I just I think I was more you know hands ready, um, trying to be you know um, try, uh, trying to be defensive, trying to not have people see my insecurities. So I would often be quiet, and if someone you know got on my nerve, I would just be reactant. Yeah, but um, I would say now Woodridge has come a long way. So if any teacher is listening out there, <laughs> I wouldn't mind going back and speaking there again. But um, the students gave me a standing ovation in the middle of my speech. I'm like, I'm not even done yet. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask you this. 
you said now, you know, you're being paid for the service. Yes. So you've been you've been to one. I want you to speak on going to the UN representing Australia mm-hmm. to the, to the conference. The second question is, how is it dealing with going into these different rooms with these with these different cultures? Mm. I'm sure, you've been in rooms with a lot of wealthy people, yes. uh, different cultures. You went to China. Yes. How is it going into those rooms and uh, I don't know. If, Fitting in or, yeah, how is it being in those different rooms after you explain how it was that UN experience? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, let's go back to Eric Thomas, okay? Okay. So I met Eric um, for the first time back in 2015. And what happened was, you know, um, that was when I told him I'm going to overtake him. And that was before I started speaking. You know, I just, I met him. It's amazing, one of the most, probably the most humble, humblest person I've met Beside Kieran, of course, <laughs> but um, but he was he was very humble, very down to earth, and and it was wonderful. And then after meeting him, and a couple of other things, you know, I started working on my own self and all of those things, and I made my first video, um, my first video somewhere, I think on the fifteenth of August. That's when I uploaded it on YouTube. What year was this? Um, back oh. in twenty fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Yes, and that was my very first video, and I cont- you know I started making those videos. And through that, um, at the beginning of 2016, about six months into it, I got invited to go to um, Thailand um, through QUT. And that was the first time, you know, where I was going internationally while following my dream. And, you know, the fact that I was making a video in another country, since um, going from where I made my first video in, video in the bathroom, now making another video in, the, in another country, it was freaking exciting. And to have people reaching out, even even if it's people are new like you, yeah. but now the fact that people were reaching out, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I need to stay consistent and, and I need to be committed on this thing. And I continued making the videos. And before I knew it, I ended up getting invited to represent Australia at the UN headquarters in New York. And when I got that opportunity, when when I first, you know, when I first went to the US, and not just even going to the US, like because he was in New York and being someone who yeah. went to school in St. James and knowing how dedicated everyone was when it comes to working hard yeah. and following their dreams and going to other colleges and, you know, going to the U.S., the land of the free, you know, home of the brave, all of those things. The fact that now I was going to the U.S., it was just a magical thought. It's like going, it's like going from Woodridge to a school in the city. You know, it's like, I, it's, that's, that's how it felt. Like, yeah. I was going to New York, yeah. and it was exciting. It was wonderful, and I was going there because I was following my dream. And when I went to the UN headquarters, the first time I entered the General Assembly building, that big UN building, tears started coming down my eyes, and I became paralyzed. And I didn't know what to do, so I decided to walk out. And one of these guys who I met over there um, came and pulled me on the side, and I, I had met him about three days beforehand. And as a result, he knew my story and he started watching some of the other things that I was doing. And when he saw me crying and he pulled me on the side, he's like, why, why, why are you crying? I said, I'm not supposed to be here. He said, what do you mean? I said, I'm just a kid who was born in a refugee camp. You know, when my family came to Australia, I couldn't speak English. I was bullied. You know, I'm, I'm the, and I, I, had, I had so much insecurity within me where to the point where when I started doing the speaking, I didn't know any other speakers, especially in, in my close proximity. The only ones that I knew were, you know, like Eric Thomas um, on a YouTube video or things like that. 
who I met, you know, like once for about 30 seconds, but I didn't know anyone who was doing what I was doing. Um, personally, I didn't know anyone who, you know, like um, who, who, especially from my culture, who was doing something like that. And I didn't even have a speech therapist. I didn't know anything. I, I didn't even... I didn't even know that I could get paid for this thing. I just I was just doing it so I can work on myself and in, and maybe inspire some people in the community right. and especially inspire my siblings. And as a result, when this guy pulled me on the side, I said I'm not supposed to be here. This is the place where people like Obama, like Nelson Mandela, Vlad, Vladimir Putin, like decisions that change our world. This is where they are made. What is a kid, a refugee kid like me doing in a place like this? He said, you know why you're here? I said, no. He said, you're here because you're a champion. I said, I'm not. He said, you are a champion. You're a champion to me. You're a champion to your family. You're a champion to the people who keep watching you every single day um, because you make them feel like they can achieve their dream even when other people um, make, them like, make them feel like they can't. You know, I want you to go out there and do what you do best. And that's, that's one of the things which from the UN it stayed with me. And even... Even when I was coming back, I ended up getting a Facebook reminder on my phone. And, it's, and that Facebook reminder was when I posted my first video on YouTube. Mm. So on the 15th of August, 2016, I was coming back from the U.S. after representing, you know, um, Australia, the U.N. headquarters. And the reminder was a year ago today, you made your first video. Like that was, th- that was surreal, man. <coughs> Yeah, you're a champion, man. Hold on, let me find one, of, one of the, a couple of these videos too. Let me connect. You want anything you want to add? Yeah, I kind of want. Oh, <laughs> oh. I kind of want to know like the process of like how did you start uh, fixing it? I guess fixing your speech impediment by doing it, right? By doing it, 100. Even up to now, I haven't um, I haven't had any um, speech therapies and whatnot. Um, it was more of me. Listen, making a two-minute video and putting it out there um, in the form of motivating people um, or in that time just motivating my siblings because and going back to um, the darkness, at that time my parents were in a space where they were going through some relationship challenges and I was left as the eldest at home because my, my older siblings, they ended up going to live interstate and I didn't know what I should do and I didn't want um, that... The, the issue that's going on with my parents to affect my younger siblings. And I, di- I just didn't know what to do. And I knew that I also wanted to improve my speaking ability. So I was like, maybe if I can make videos and put it on YouTube so my siblings can watch it and it can take their attention away from everything that's happening in, in the family, um, it can somehow motivate them to follow their dream. And also, I can watch those videos and see how I did and see what I was mispronouncing, and see where you know I was, I was stuttering, um, and see which which letters I was having challenges with, and then I would just start repeating those those words, or I would start repeating those letters, or I would probably go on YouTube and then see how that word is pronounced, and I would try to work on it that way. And there was even a time where a couple of times actually, about like two a.m., three a.m., where. My little brother would start knocking on the garage door because I would go out of my room and go in the garage to not disturb anyone. But my brother would go in the garage door 3 a.m. and he would knock. And he's like, the cooking you just sat up? You know, I'm trying to sleep. But I would be over there trying to, you know, improve my word, improve how I was speaking. And I would try to read 
other speeches by other famous orators. Mm. You know, it's like reading that I have a dream speech by MLK and things like that, and just see how they were doing it and see if I can, if if I can recreate that energy, and then I would, I would I would record that and I would I would just take it apart, reverse engineer how I was speaking. Yeah, man, and you've done it. You've done it. Let me, we're gonna put some of the show ones because our attention spans are <laughs> terrible these days. Can you hear this? Hold on. Hold on. Let me give you justice here. Hold on. Hard work, hard work pays off. Dreams do come true. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. And when you're going towards your hopes and dreams, you have to understand that two sticks are harder to break than one. And more than anything, just know that you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to, to be, be great. great. Hard work pays off. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Give you another one. Hold on. You're having too much when fun. When we first hold came on, to us, yeah. It's never too I much. I want you to... Never too much. Never too much. I like this. When we first came to Australia, my happy. And if we can't be happy, what else is there? Mm, come on. If we can't dream, we cannot grow. And if we cannot grow, we cannot reach our purpose. And if we cannot reach our purpose, we cannot be happy. And if we can't be happy, what else is there? Max. If we can't You're doing it, bro. No, you didn't answer the second part of the question. Yeah, I didn't I actually. Have you any counted any, not have you any counted, how did you feel being in those different rooms? You know, the video that you just saw right over there, um, okay. where, you know, if you can't dream, you can't be happy. Um, that video, I was invited by the, um, by the Lord Mayor of Brisbane. Mm -hmm. to address the Brisbane City Councillors. <coughs> and your question relates to, you know, when, let's say, I'm in a room like that, or in certain rooms, or that one, that one I was speaking to the graduating students at CQU, where I was invited as the guest speakers, um, the guest speaker for the graduating um, students. And thinking about it, <coughs> thinking about it, I used to watch, you know, all of this graduation speech, by um, you know, Denzel Washington, you know, Oprah, you know, um, Steve Jobs, all of these things. And the fact that I was invited to to do a graduation speech, I'm like, wait a minute. Um, you know, if it, it, it feels some type of way, but at the same time, deep down inside, I know how hard I worked on on my skill. I, I I know all those days, you know, all those challenges and those times where I wasn't able to um pronounce certain certain letters and things like that. And I knew how hard I worked on myself. To the point where now it doesn't matter what room I go into. Uh, one thing I know is that I deserve everything that I get. In a sense where all of the speeches that I do, all of the words that come out of my my mouth, um, it, my whole being is it, something that I, cu I cultivated for such a long time. To the point where it doesn't matter what my age is. It doesn't matter what my background is. It doesn't matter how I speak. Like All of those things are just circumstances. You know, one thing we cannot control in the world, which, and I'll, this leads to um, your question, one thing we can't control in the world is our circumstance, you know, where we are born, who we are born into, the environment, the socioeconomic, our gender, things like that. We can't control those things. But unfortunately, sometimes we let those things be the defining purpose of who we are. Just like how my speech impediment at a certain time was what defined who I was. But since I worked hard on redefining myself, one thing I know, and nowadays, whenever I go into all of these other rooms, you can just look at, look at it in my eye and, and just say that this guy knows what he's doing. 
you know and all of these other rooms for example um last year i got invited to speak um at the senior to the senior executives of flight center they just all flew together for um, the senior conference and being in that room and when i went on stage i was introduced i'm like you know what i love that introduction but i didn't feel like it was a super t- superstar introduction so i got everyone to stand up and i'm like i want you guys to introduce me like a superstar and they did it and when i went and when i went on stage i took a deep breath in and then i looked around the room and there was just a feeling in my heart where i'm like doko this is who you are you know and and having that feeling in front of the senior executives of you know um a company as big as flight center yeah. when you're speaking and you're on the stage where um 90% of everyone in the room is older than you and the individuals you know they're the senior leaders of this organization and yet and yet i i am the one who they got to speak so these guys can learn from me you know like just having that sheer power having that ability to actually get on that stage and for my legs not to shake and for me you know to to stand tall and actually be like you know what this is who i am it, it feels beautiful it feels beautiful no water ran down your leg <laughs> nothing ran down okay you weren't that scared Atem, are you sure you're not a vegan, man? <laughs> <laughs> I tried it for a week. I tried it for a week. Uh, I want to end it on this because you've done a lot. Um, I'm playing the second part of Rich Dreams. Rich Dreams. I want you to explain what you're paying it forward now. But are you going to talk about how I went to China and I tried to pick up a Chinese girl in Mandarin? No, tell us that. <laughs> tell us that. That's a little more, that's a little more exciting. Tell, tell us that. Tell us that story. <laughs> He's like, I feel like, you know, I feel like that, that's much needed. But um, the other thing I can also do is um, I can speak Mandarin now. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, but I speak enough um, to, um, to pick up girls. And <laughs> Just and, enough. And to negotiate, <laughs> and to negotiate you know, um, certain prices. But what happened is um, I have uh, my other business where I used to supply hotels and hospitality, hospitality venues. Mm-hmm. And m- that mixed with my speaking, there was a time I got invited to go to China. And it was amazing. And one, one day I happened to be in the subway. And I'm like, you know what? I'm young and I'm good looking and I'm following my dreams. And That's I'm in a different thing. country. And I saw a cute girl, and I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I can say my name now. And so I went up to this girl, and I said, Nihao, Wojau Doko. And girl, she went, she, you know, introducing myself, nice to meet you. You know, my name is this. I said, Nijau, my man, she's like, what's your name? And then we started having a full-blown conversation in Mandarin. And by the way, just listening people to speak Mandarin, speak Chinese, is crazy. Like, it's, it's one of the craziest things. But if you can understand it, it's even, it's, yeah, it's even more messed up. Now, but I was like, I was like, Nijama means I asked for her name, and we started having a full-blown conversation. And I told her, "Was which means I like you. And she said, "Nisihua woman, you know, you like me." I said, "Dwei, wohan sihuan, I really like you." And I said, "Nihun," and the word "hun" means, you know, like means very. And I said, hey, I wanted to tell her that she was pretty cool, but I didn't know in Mandarin, the word "cool" and the word "fat," they are kind of similar. Uh-huh. The word "cool" is bang with B. And the word for is punk with P. And I say, what's see when in the punk? She say, what's punk? I said, Dway. Dway means yes. I said, Nihun, hun punk. And then this, this girl slapped me. I said, what's in my, you know, she's like, why you call me fat? I'm like, you can speak English? 
awesome. that, did you guys continue the date? Yeah, I still managed to get a number, man. Hey. Come on, I'm a Shane James boy. Just the number. Just the number. <laughs> just the number, kid. Even a PG. No, no, let, let, me, let me end us on this, man, because this is, this is beautiful. You have a dream and beautiful. a goal and an idea. You guys, can you hear it? Can you hear it? Let me end it on this. Let me end it on this. So I can do what I do best. And since I knew how it felt for you to have a dream and for you to not have the connection and for you to not have the safe space, I decided to found Rich Dreams, which is both an in-person and web application for you to showcase your success journey, build connections, and work towards achieving their dreams. And can I just say, the fact that we are making that happen, the fact that we are making dreaming an identity, it has been with the First Nation people in Australia for such a long time. And the fact that we're showcasing and we're being a part of it, the fact that all of these dreamers have been doing what they're doing, there is nothing sort of amazing than that. Tell us about Rich Dreams moving forward. What's on your mind? Absolutely. What? how, How was it? Yeah, what's the direction moving forward? How are you gonna make this? Yeah, absolutely. So, for you. yeah, Rich Dreams is a is a platform that I founded to provide a to provide a safe space for people to showcase their um, showcase their success journey, yeah. um, build connections, and work towards achieving their dreams. And all that comes from, for example, what I mentioned earlier. Where, firstly, um, because all of all of the videos that I was making, it was more of me showcasing my own journey. You know, of me overcoming this speech impediment while I was inspiring my siblings. And as much as what I was saying was amazing, you know, the speeches were amazing. What was inspiring people even more was the fact that they were able to see where I had started and how I used to talk. You know, for example, you knew how I talked and all of those things. And seeing, you know, like me gradually becoming better to, you know, going to, let's say, um, Thailand. And then from Thailand, you know, just improving, going to the UN. And then improving um, to the point where even my speech pattern is different where, you know, like um, you're able to just track my own journey. And as a result, the fact that people were able to see my own journey from where I was to where I am now, I realized was inspiring people more than my own speech. Mm. And as a result, I'm like, you know what? Um, why don't we create a safe space for other people to showcase their own success journey? Well, whatever that may be, for someone it may be basketball, for, uh, for another individual it may be writing a book, but everyone has a different dream that they want to follow and by you recording your own journey. For example, let's say, let's say you know, um, Michael Jordan was able to record his own journey from when he started, um, from you know, like let's say when he wasn't the best out of everyone and then he started working on his, on his, on his own dream and then to getting accepted to college and then let's say I'm um, getting accepted in the NBA and you know, being um, the greatest of all time. I'm not even going to start um, start that discussion right now. <laughs> but if he was able to record his own journey, or if Bill Gates was able to record his own journey, imagine how amazing that would be for everyone. Because nowadays we feel like we feel like we are not as good as other individuals because we put them on a pedestal where we are like we can't be like that. But if we're able to see where they started and actually track their own journey. We're able to relate to them when they were over here, and as a result, we will be able to relate to them as we improve our own, you know, as our we improve our own journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as a result, um, last year, I ended up booking the Brisbane City Hall, um, pretty expensive venue, by the way, but I booked out um the Brisbane City Hall, 
um, to do an event to celebrate other individuals who are following that dream and to provide a safe space for other individuals who may be good at what they're doing, but unfortunately they don't have the connection or they don't have the safe space for them to do what they do best. Because for me, when I started, I started, it, I started what I was doing in the bathroom. I didn't know anyone. I had to build my own connections. I had to literally all of these things I, I, I've been able to do, I had to do most of it myself. And as a result, as a result I'm like, let's provide these other opportunities that I didn't have for all of these other individuals. And the event was attended by about, I believe, 350 people. And we had um, the orchestra playing. We had about um, it's 40% of the, in, of the individuals in attendance. Um, there, were, there were professionals, company directors, executives, and 60%, um, about 20% was um, students. And about that of 40% was young professionals. And so providing the opportunity for, let's, for let's say, these young professionals and these students to connect with some of these other professionals and come together under the belief that dreams do come true, where you feel comfortable to talk about what you want to do yeah. and talk about your dream and actually connect with other individuals and the people who are doing what they're doing on the stage, you know, they're also following that dream. That's, yeah. And, and now um, I just want to make this world of following your dream something that, that is natural because nowadays we have, this, we have a level of stigma attached to you actually going out there and following your dream. And sometimes our insecurities and where we come from and just certain circumstances will make us feel like we're not as good as, good as we know we could be. Yeah. And I know how that felt because when I made my first video in the bathroom and I put it up on social media, it was freaking terrifying. Yeah. You know, because I, I, I didn't even know what I was saying. I, I just, I didn't feel comfortable and confident in myself. And I'm like, I don't want other people to feel like that. Then, and, and I'm someone, if I don't like something, um, if I don't like the way how I'm talking, if I don't like if, um, how someone is treating me, I'll fight back. You know, if it means I'll get expelled, so what? At least I defending myself. You know, if I don't like the way how, how, how I'm speaking, I'll improve my speaking ability. And if that means, you know, like me have, having to go out there and work on it by myself because I didn't know what speech therapies and all of these things were, so what? So be it. So be it. And I did it. And I'm like, I want to provide a safe space for other people to do what they're doing. And no one was going to pay, pay, um, pay for that event. I'm like, at the end of the day, I have a dream to see everyone following their dreams. And it's my dream. You know, if, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? So I did it. You just inspired me to announce one of my dreams now. Let's go. Uh, we'll talk about the pricing of that venue after. But I want to perform a live podcast there one day. That could be cool. What was it? Brisbane what? Brisbane City Hall. Brisbane City Hall. That could be cool. That's one of the dreams. That will be cool to do. It's, it's a beautiful place, bro. By yourself or what? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, welcome to the Sanchez Podcast, man. Thank you so much, Duku Foray. Fred, thank you so much, bro. Appreciate you for coming no, through. Thanks for coming, man. That was awesome. Thank you. Man. That was awesome. Thank you guys for showing up again. Always. 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 Easy. Hopefully you're still here during the Brisbane City thing. Surges Podcast, Spotify, Apple, new listeners, old listeners. Join the conversation in the search for the truth. Good looking. Love. Take care.